0: Creating in the Cracks, a writer and illustrator, mothers who create art and children, sharing anecdotes, advice and support in the crazy world of artistry and motherhood.
1: Sarah is a writer of historical fiction and mother of four young children. She lives in the Macedon Ranges, Victoria.
0: Leslie is an illustrator who writes on the side, living in the Blue Mountains with her Husband, four kids,
1: and her cat. Welcome to episode three. Hi, Sarah. How was your week? How are you? Oh, I'm good, Les. How are you going? Good. good. Everyone's asleep. Excellent. Finally. We're here. <laughs> Not just in bed, but actually asleep. <laughs> yeah. So yep. we're here. We made it. We did. That's kind of the sentiment at the moment. We made it. <laughs> <laughs> well oh i've got a
0: confession to make i all right spill i've just been a lousy month this week and we're only on day two of the week
1: <laughs> oh yeah
0: yeah yeah yep i just all I, right. i'm blaming it what's, on end of doing? pregnancy irritability so i don't know what i'm going to blame it on
1: isn't end the of next- pregnancy like consist of sitting on the couch and delegating as much as possible and like throwing food at people well the thing is
0: my four two and one year olds are not overly uh, receptive of being delegated to (laughs) therein lies the rub (laughs) yes what about the
1: tv does the tv take delegation?
0: Well, here's the thing. So I was just cranky yesterday. I don't even know why. And this is why I'm just blaming it on pregnancy because I can't. Well, I was going to say, yeah,
1: you're pretty well baked. So. Yeah.
0: And um, it was lunchtime and mum had made this delicious lunch and no one was eating it and they all liked it. It's one of those things where yeah. they know when you're, you know, pretty close to the wire and so they just do stuff that drives you nuts. So yeah, put- oh, Absolutely one of them in bed i promised a movie that's a pretty strong motivator in this household yep and that's when i ate their lunch so i'm like you know what i'm going to watch a movie later guys. <laughs> and i know this tactic doesn't work but i'm like i'm just going to leave you to sort yourselves out. so i came in did the ironing, watched a movie sat the cat. they still didn't eat their lunch so i left them their own devices for like two and a half hours while they didn't eat their lunch yep And um, just ignored my children and then grumped at them for not eating their lunch and then wouldn't feed them (laughs) till dinner time. Well. And the good news is they ate their dinner. Well,
1: they they ate their dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. They ate their dinner, you did some ironing, and you watched a movie.
0: Yeah. Yep. So that um, that was my less than exemplary parenting day yesterday. And it was one of those things where then they went to bed and after they're asleep half an hour, you kind of start to miss them and feel guilty for how horrible you've been when they were just being kids <laughs> all day. And then that keeps you awake. You're like, oh, this is yeah. pointless exercise. But anyway. Well, um, guilt. It's yeah. Good. They but were
1: – got to do what you've got to do. Yeah.
0: The that's, upside is I was marginally less grumpy today and the house is really tidy. Well, that's good. Yeah. It won't be – like it's probably by the time I get out of bed tomorrow. But at the moment, it's really tidy, and that doesn't happen very often.
1: It's totally really refreshing about that. It's really nice when you can look around. It's like mentally spacious. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. How's your week been? Um. Good. Um. Yeah. It. Yeah. It's been fun. Um. We've had a couple of fun. Not fun, sort of, lows. Um, Oh, no, epic. (laughs) um, No, I was busily well, yeah, I left my boys up to their own devices in the garden too long um, because it was long enough that they found their way to the laundry and the storage. Oh, no. Anyway, it's July, so... I guess they were getting into the spirit of things and we had Christmas in July in my laundry. All the decorations were on the floor. I could barely open the door. I don't know how they got out. And they would have had to climb on our chest freezer and so they are four and two. Um they would have to climb onto the chest freezer and then like up a shelf. So it's like <laughs> Yeah. An acquaintance um, with your
0: boys leads me to know that that's just really no problem for them.
1: <laughs> okay. So that was Christmas in July um, for us. Uh, Leslie's
0: the woman that's had to turn her backyard into a compound to try and keep her children from escaping.
1: Yeah, I remember having one fellow turn up with my now four-year-old when he was probably two or two and a half and said, oh, you know, I just brought him back and I was obviously gushing with sorries and horror all at the same time because I had barely realised he had (laughs) (laughs) vacated my property. Um, I am responsible, really. Um, Anyway, only for him to continue the sentence to say, oh, yes, I knew where he lived because I'd already brought him back here once before. I don't recollect the first time he brought my son back. So let's just say that Mr. Four is very... um, Uh, adventurous so is two but he's you know he's the second one so he can't actually get out Um, which is good Um, and then anyway it's my adventurous boys but then um, poor husband today was doing some painting work for my mum and on the outside of the house and mum has this fountain which I've always loved which has this Grecian statue on it Anyway, he had to move it and um, oh no. him and our nephew, he's working with it. So, they're lifting it up and it weighs a ton. And lo and behold, they're holding, it's like a, so it's got this Grecian lady with, with this pot, which is the fountain bit, which tips into that, is this clamshell thing underneath. And they're holding the clamshell, so they're going along. And as they're going along, the lady just starts to tip oh no. backwards, but they're holding the heavy clamshell. shell. So here they are watching this statue just crash straight onto oh. my mum's driveway yes. and so. it was decapitated. So intact but headless. Oh.
0: So. Well, some of them are like that, you know. <laughs> so it's just a little bit more authentic. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> like that wingless yeah. victory lady.
1: Yes. So anyway, um, and just said it was like watching, uh, yeah, something in slow motion. You can't do anything about it because he was holding the heavy bottom part and didn't realise mm. that the lady was separate. Anyway, he thinks he should be able to fix it. So, um, yeah. yeah, it was the humorous moment for the day. <laughs> just like something out of Tom and Derry, just adult version. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear.
0: Oh, dear. So, How did you go? Yeah this week, apart from decapitating your mum's statuary, (laughs) um, with your portfolio making your expression sequences and your action sequences?
1: Well, better than I did last week. I've almost finished one of the action sequences and started an expression page, so that is good. Um, And I've kept going with some commissions and I did finish the previous portfolio piece that I spoke about last episode. Um, awesome that just needed a bit of paint as you do um so that was really good um and yeah uh, actually you had a beautiful
0: picture on your instagram this week um that was a really good depiction of what i was talking about last week of that skill you have just to be able to capture those beautiful moments with your children you had two yeah. little girls sitting down, big sister and a little sister. I thought, oh, that's exactly what I was talking about.
1: Yeah. So, so that was nice to be able to lust. do that. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And, um, yeah, so that was when I finished up. Um, and that was, yeah, it was good. And I had really positive responses. And they're the ones actually that do get the best responses, the ones that are really um, relatable and um, just little moments that, people want to capture. Um, So, I have a question
0: for you about that, actually. Um, If you were a beginning artist or even quite an established artist but hadn't tried that series of, like, repetition in using the same character, doing different actions or expressions, what's a good way to start, apart from obviously just doing it? But are there
1: some good resources out there? Um you know, there is a website and there's a few websites that have, um, it's almost like life drawing prompts. Um, I'll have to find them. Um, and they, you can basically flick through and they just throw up different pictures of all sorts of people doing all sorts of things. Um, and they're really good to get the hang of drawing different, um, people in different settings. Um, And I think this was actually going to be sort of my uh, sort of thing that I've related back to this week and and a bit of a tip was just that the idea of doing what you know and what you love. So I tend to draw very family-related moments like that. So this was a little girl holding her baby sister. Obviously, I've got small children. Um, So that's something I encounter a lot. Um, So... I don't know about you, but I frequently hear, do what you know, do what you know, or do what you love, because that makes it authentic and that makes it, um, the feeling come through. Um, So I think it's a a combination of both. It's a combination of practice and um, referring to those things, um, like the prompts. Um, Sometimes anatomy, anatomy books can be helpful for tricky things like hands and ears and noses um and then yeah and then aside from that do things that you know and love um you know there's a lot of I, there's one artist who I'm following at the moment who's just done a series of birds and they're brilliant and beautiful um, and she clearly has a love for them um and that comes through I think um, like Beatrix Potter Yes. You have to absolutely. obviously love animals to see that characterization yes. in them. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah, so I think they're the, they're the best things, is, is really. And there's a lot of new resources too, actually. Um, one of the things that I did a little bit at the beginning of the year was I used an app called Udemy, uh, which has a whole bunch of different courses. It's a bit like Skillshare, Skillshare is another one. Um, Skillshare, you have a yearly membership and then you have access to different little courses. Udemy, you pay per course. Um, How do you spell that one? U-D-E-M-Y. And there's heaps of different courses to do. Um, Basics of life drawing. There's just sketchbook practice stuff. Um, There's specific stylistic courses. Um, Nina Rycroft, who is a wonderful illustrator, um, one of she's one of the books on our bookshelf. Good Dog Hank, she illustrated. Um, she's got a really long list of books she's illustrated, of which I can't think of at this time <laughs> of night. And they're all brilliant, and I love them to bits. But um, put her in the she, show notes. Yeah, she's got a whole bunch of stuff on Skillshare. And on character development and expressions and and that kind of thing, and all the reviews are great. Okay, um, really, really good. So those are really good to do if you're just starting out and you sort of feel a little bit lost. Um, they're certainly there. Um, yeah, and you know, YouTube. There's a lot on YouTube. YouTube's brilliant.
0: Yeah, good yeah. on YouTube, Thailand, yeah, everything.
1: Stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're going to have to forgive me, but I've completely forgotten what your goal was last week. So That's you're going to okay. have to tell me and then tell me how you went. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so my goal for last week <laughs> was to read over the 30,000 words I'd re- already written um, yeah. and write two to three chapters.
1: how go? Well,
0: I stopped off <laughs> at Procrastination Central Station. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, that's how right. You vacuumed. You were telling me. Yeah.
0: How do you remember that? vacuumed twice. I twice. Know, the last, the last I, I, did, I did remember that text. Just about curled <laughs> up in shock. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, I was really I was really nervous about reading the 30,000 words and the nerves were like this bipolar nervous situation because I was worried that it was just A, going to be terrible and cringe words mm. and, you know, awful. And then I was worried it's going to be so brilliant, but didn't necessarily fit into the, you know, synopsis storyline that I'd since Uh, potted that was going to cause me all sorts of problems to have all this brilliant work that I couldn't use. Yeah. Anyway, so I put it off and put it off and put it off. And then I started reading it um, just before this call, actually, before this podcast. And um, it's pretty good. Like, you know, it's it's usable. So the first few chapters are, and I wrote one and a half chapters not the two to three um, okay. but instead I did quite a bit of research because um, yeah
1: it wasn't need to do
0: yeah because originally yeah. it was going to be just set in 1965
1: mm-hmm.
0: in Paris and I've since decided to make it dual timeline like my first novel it's fun because then you get to yeah
1: get to make it yeah. And um and there's more layers and it gets all yeah, I love it. I love dual timelines.
0: Yeah. So um yeah. the early timeline starts in nineteen thirty seven and um Okay. I hadn't that done any great. research. So the sixties I'd sort of researched enough to be able to write what I need to write and then just go back and fill in the bits later. Yeah. Whereas the thirties are really tricky because um
1: there's a bit of an in between Period
0: between the wars. Yeah. And that the politics are just all over the place.
1: Yeah.
0: And um, yeah. The, a lot of the popular accounts, of particularly the 30s in Paris, are from mm. the writers and the artists. So they're obviously quite far one way on the political spectrum. And mostly, yeah. Yeah. So they're mostly all sort of sympathetic with the socialist or communist cause from what I've read. Mm. And there seems to be this big um, divergence between right and left that got particularly heated in the 30s. But what I'm trying to work out is how much, you know, the man on the street actually knew or cared about those political tensions or whether that was
1: more just. That's a really good question. And I'd sort of, my gut instinct would say not a whole lot because that's why certain people got certain places that shouldn't have.
0: Yeah, well, that's it. And the other thing is, you know, yeah, when did yeah. Hitler become the boogeyman as opposed yeah. to just being a go getting German politician? Like, yeah. And when did people know of his name versus just whatever's going on in Germany? So, yeah. It's sort of hard to, because there was a mass exodus of particularly Jewish intellectuals i think they were the ones that started yeah, coming yeah. across first i think a few
1: actors well slowly yeah so all the artists from memory
0: yeah all the writers yeah. and artists intellectuals seem to be the ones that
1: yeah
0: felt the pinch first from one of that no, i've only done you know a weeks worth
1: of reading so please don't take this no no it totally <laughs> makes Easter sense classes though, <laughs> <going on. laughs> it also makes sense though because in terms of the arts because of Um, the Nazi view of what the arts ought to be and what was also happening in terms of things like Bauhaus and – what's the other one? There's another one. But Bauhaus is one of the big ones that was happening, sort of taking off at that time and starting to – they were being pushed away. Um, Yeah, those sorts of more minimalist and –
0: Yeah, and for the people who made their living from their work that way – they yeah, felt the pinch yeah. earliest because they couldn't get
1: much earlier yeah, yeah.
0: they couldn't publish yeah. anymore so they had to leave um, so they're coming to Paris and there's a lot coming from Russia because that all started earlier and yeah. so yeah I'm just trying to work out how where people were whether it was just you know all class under immigration or yeah. refugee yeah anyway so it's just it's just okay. tricky because so, there's so much going like on that,
1: where do you go to? Where What are your go to resources for researching? I mean, obviously, there's Google, Wikipedia. You know, well, but beyond I start standard my Google Wikipedias. I've got a
0: great bookcase. I always um, do.
1: I always do. That
0: um, needs expanding. <laughs> but um, <Aren't>
1: they always? <laughs> when I lived
0: in the Blue Mountains, um, the Salvos in Springwood had great book section and I picked up these two books that I have used time and time again and they're Europe since 19 no not 19 since 1815 so since Waterloo and they give like a bit of a preamble about the French Revolution and blah 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 and I haven't read them cover to cover because they're massive but you just dip into the time period you need and it sort of covers the political spectrum across all the countries in Europe that were mostly affected and had the biggest changes at that time.
1: That sounds like a brilliant oh, book. book. In the show notes, one, that will go
0: one of the that best buys really I've ever made. I'm not entirely sure how easy they are to come across because they were both published in the sixties. Yeah. Um. So the Second World War was pretty recent, but yeah, when it was true. being written.
1: Um. But they've been <laughs> invaluable. And how much did you pay for them? A dollar each. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <Pittens>. <laughs> but they are brilliant. Yeah. And um also I've been doing some audiobooks. Um I'm okay. listening to oh, I'm gonna butcher the pronunciation of this, but Les Parisiennes, <laughs> by Anna yeah. um, so that's about the French women during that's the Second the World Persians. War. But again, gives a little bit of a preamble. And then um, also listening to at the moment The Darkest Hour, which has just been released. Well, that's a good question, actually. I'm not sure, but I'll put it in the show notes because it's. um, The name just sounds really familiar, that's all. Yeah, a movie came out earlier this year or late last year. Mm -hmm. It's about Winston Churchill during 1940. Mm -hmm. And this is an audiobook sort of behind the movie and okay. so it's talking about the British politics, you know, with the appeasement and leading up and so yeah. on and so forth and Yeah. Um the appeasement was interesting too because like writing it from two thousand and eighteen that was a very pre figured idea of how it was, you know, Chamberlain's got a really bad name from the appeasement. But at the time it was really popular. I yeah, think on the ground, no at one least. wanted to
1: go into another great war. Yeah, I think. Especially after the and April,
0: That's I it, yeah. I that think either, so. Some of the politicians were like, bad mm-hmm. move, but the people were like, awesome. But I heard an yes. interesting argument the other day saying that um, he bought Britain time, which they needed for rearmament. Um, yes, which is true. Yeah, and yeah, Germany also that. got to rearm, but they. Britain needed the time more. So anyway, there's lots of arguments yeah. for and against, and it's just it's fascinating to look at it all. So that's what it is. I've it's been doing this week. Oh, good! Trying to get my head around all that, <laughs> and it's Civil fascinating. War, which is in the middle of it all that I don't know anything yes. about, and no one ever talks about.
1: <laughs> I, the only I have a bit of a fascination with it because Picasso is one of my um, in terms of fine art. Um, the guy spent a very, very, very broad time frame of um, actually practicing art. And he never sw- set foot back in Spain. Um, well, Fra- I don't know if he ever did actually full stop because of Franco. Um, in protest, went to Paris, um, he left Spain because of Franco and um, and and basically said, I'm, I'm not going but So gone, basically, um, which was very interesting. I mean, usually he was fairly apolitical, but that, like, aside from that, he wasn't, a, from what I have read, he wasn't like an active socialist or even communist. It wasn't sort of on his radar so much. It was just that he was very anti-Franco, which yeah. is fair enough. Um, and... It, the alliance between the two of them and one of the bombings that occurred between Franco and the no- because of by the Nazis Guernica. because of Franco, yeah, produced *Guernica*, which is one of his most um, famous works. which Yay. is now in America, I believe. I think possibly in the Met, but I could or the Guggenheim, one of the two. I could be completely wrong. Don't quote me on that.
0: Actually, that picture is in yeah. one of these books I was talking about. It's hilarious because oh, they're written. I. On the um, in the 60s, yeah, it's the Met, it's in, and it says on loan from the artist because he's still alive
1: <laughs> in the 60s, yeah. Oh, obviously, yeah. Well, he yeah. was, yeah, that's what I mean. He was um, prolific, uh, you yeah, know, he lived so he was practicing from the early 19th, like from the 20s and 30s through to the 80s. It I was a really he, long time. cubism <laughs> painted that
0: in that. seven
1: weeks too, that picture. Mm, and he experimented with some colour and then removed it. It was inspired by the black and white photographs that were coming through of the bombing of Guernica, um, which is his Spanish channel, by the way, for those who don't know. Um, I think he was
0: actually commissioned to do that. He was and it was shown… Spanish, wasn't he? Because they I thought know, he was, was on their discussion. side.
1: Quite possibly. And I think it was a really big political statement for, for two reasons. Be- because it was a, obviously, a, um, um, the phrases escaped me. It was an affront to um, Franco, but also to the Nazis because they were also having. Uh, it was being shown at it was an international salon that was held yeah. every two years I believe I can't remember the name of it um, it's too late, and I will have to put that in the show notes but that is a really it was like it was a huge every like a lot of the countries in Europe would have a, a tent but um, yeah and so he was, uh, and they would ask like their most prominent artists to do this work. And that was what Guernica was for. So it was very, very bold and very, very daring to do it.
0: Um,
1: yeah. It was, yeah, it's like the World Art Fair or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. Anyway, yes, it was.
0: Mm. Um, there's a really good podcast about Picasso's painting of Guernica. Um, it's a BBC yes. History in Our Time um, podcast, and it's called. Up. Sounds good. Yeah, they're really fascinating podcasts, just random topics throughout all of history. And um, yeah, they've got one on Picasso's Guernica, and they've got a few different mm, experts. Really good. To about it. Really good. So, if you're interested yeah, in what we've been chatting about, really worth having a listen mm. to. We'll put
1: that in the yes. show notes as well. Yeah,
0: definitely. But, see. Yes. What's your goal for this goal week? For this week.
1: Another action sequence, finish the first expression one that I just started. Um, Yeah, again, keep going with um, the commissions I have going at the moment. Um, And yeah, maybe have another look at my portfolio and just nut out any gaps that I want to fill or change kind of where I'm at. Um I was looking at the stories of Nina Steiner, I think that's how you pronounce her surname. She's a Russian illustrator. And one of the things she was talking about was painting with colour combinations that she loves, which is something I'd kind of forgotten about until working on one of the commissions I'm working on at the moment. Um Sometimes focusing on something like that, like a colour combo um, and just painting a few different things in the same combination um, can just take you in a really interesting direction. So I was um, thinking of playing around with that a bit this week too.
0: Um, I did see you mention that on Instagram today. You had some beautiful colour combinations going on. little teasers.
1: A deep future it's not really future it's more reddish anyway um yeah so that's my goals for this week how are you looking for the week ahead um
0: i'm going to try and write instead another two to three chapters but i need to write the two to three i promised i'd write last week um and just see how far off 50 pages that is so this submission i'm working towards for the queensland writers yeah. center and her manuscript development program only needs the first 50 pages okay, okay. And a synopsis. So I just want to see how far I get to with 50 pages, that how far much more I need to get there, and then just really polish Polish those those
1: pages. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah,
0: but the polishing will probably be the following week. I just need to get there at the moment. And, you know, have a baby. Yeah, I was going to say. It'd be nice this week,
1: but it might be next week's Probably next week. (laughs) For everyone who doesn't know yeah. Sarah,
0: then no one holds your
1: breath. <laughs> oh dear. But just on that mm. note of you've got to finish the ones from last week, and I was saying I've started this that I wanted to get done last week, that's what this is about is that it is creating in the cracks, and that setting the goals is the hard part, and that half of most of the time you don't quite finish them, but because they're set, it's motivating. So
0: and because we know we have to report back to each yes. other. Yes. You know, that's why Monday night. Yeah, yeah I was going to say this podcast is really, gotta write really helped I actually
1: posted up in the duck pond before we launched and so said, you know, brilliant plan. Start a podcast with my friend. That will make me accountable. <laughs> we'll actually get stuff done. Oh, so here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And where have you been pulling your inspiration from this um, week? This? A couple
1: of places. So, as I said, from Nina Steiner. Um, she's a really brilliant illustrator over on Instagram. Um, she's um, been really successful over there and just um, has very beautiful work. Um, then the other, um, I guess it's inspiration. I don't know. Anyway. I completely and utterly devoured Natasha Lester's Her Mother's Secret in the last 72 hours. Um, Just had to keep reading it until
0: it was. She's so so good. Anyone who wants a lesson. In Plot and Suspense, um, read Natasha's so work. It was
1: like heart pounding, have to keep reading. So my emo- emotions my emotions can resolve themselves about these characters. Yes. And their emotions. So I can move on with my yeah, life. Basically, that's how it kind of felt for the last three days. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, but, yeah, no, so that's um, really good. Um, so that one, um, she did have a note that she worked for it was L'Oreal. Um, and that was, and she was inspired by, who was it, Maybelline, Mabel? Yeah, Yeah, Maybelline. And I love that, being inspired by something real and creating something fictional. Um, and yeah, that sort of brings that, um, yeah, it makes it relatable and, and just, um, she's really good at um, writing, like I was saying, those emotions, and and you feel really involved in these lives, um, like they're yours. Like I felt like, like every emotion that Leo or Alice were, these are two of the characters were going through, or Faye, even, you just you, it's it's so easy to empathise with them, so easy. Um, and that's what kept me reading and reading and reading until it was done. Well, you, just want an old, you just want everyone to be oh, happy. just oh, <laughs> want it to work out. I was halfway through. And I was reading it on iBooks because I, um, I find that easier while I'm nursing um, my youngest. And um, it tells you the pages left in the chapter. And for some reason I got mixed up with the the pages in the chapter being the pages left in the book and I was only halfway through and I was like, no, this can't be happening. (laughs) Until I realised it was just the end of the chapter. I was like, okay, we're we're good. Okay, (laughs) all right. Yeah. So anyway. I feel a lot of adrenaline coming through that breast It was real. Yeah, there was. It was a lot. A lot.
0: I just read her latest one, The Paris Things, and um, that has been going gangbusted. She's sold it internationally, it's going to a zillion reprints,
1: and uh, yeah, she's doing really well. She is. It's just, it's really, it's really lovely to see, especially, you know, like, you know, seeing another Australian do so well is is really, on the international stage, is really awesome. Exciting. Exciting, moving, hurrah. Yeah. So, yeah. But what about you, inspiration? Where's it coming from?
0: Um, Well, I haven't actually started, you know, my latest Ella Carey book. I decided I'm not allowed to read that until I actually get some decent words on the page. There's been a lot of procrastinating vacuuming going on. Um, So I haven't been reading for fun as Mm. much, but I've been watching movies, which I don't don't do very often because, you know, with kids around, you've got to be really careful about what Mm. you watch. And it's really interesting what, freak them out yes (laughs) at times um so we watched on the weekend um Midnight in Paris that Woody Allen movie and we were all feeling mellow enough to be able to deal with a Woody Allen movie because I'm never really sure how they're gonna go (laughs) and it was good it was fun you know you had you asked a bit of your you know, suspending your belief and all that but that's Woody Allen for you so yeah that was good and um yeah because I'm writing about Paris in the yep. 30s. It was fun to sort of watch. And then um, there's another one I'm watching on Netflix at the moment mm. called Remains of the Day. Absolutely. And it was done in 95. It's just got one of those brilliant British casts. It's got um, Emma Thompson mm. in it. It's got Anthony Hopkins. I mm. don't oh, actually know. Is he British or American? It's got Christopher Reeve in it.
1: Christopher
0: Reeve. <laughs> Why is yeah, Superman? Yeah. I yeah. didn't know he did in like, No, because no. I was like, who is that guy that looks so that's much like Christopher That Probably Christopher
1: Reeve. <laughs> like, i only remembered as Superman. Poor guy.
0: Well, this is the brilliant thing about the British and their films is I didn't realise how old it was watching it because I was thinking, that can't be Christopher Reeve. He looks yes. far too I have young. have a bit of a theme for the British. Thinking, gee, they've done. And comedy. Oh, yeah. 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 There's do deep so well, don't he they. Over here. But, um, yeah, so that's about, um, he's a butler and he works for an English lord in the 30s who is sympathetic to the Nazi Ooh. cause, you know, before everyone worked out how bad it was. So it's been brilliant for my yeah. research, you know, or just getting in the headspace of the opposing political sides and, um, you know, the times and the cars they all drove and the technology they did and didn't have access to. So that's been good. Okay. That's good. That's sort of. We have been, I don't usually go movies because we just don't have the time, but it's been nice to watch a few Yeah,
1: yeah, totally. Um,
0: um I've pretty much covered what I learnt this week in talking about the politics that I sort of half learnt. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: do you have anything that you've learnt this week? Learnt this week? Do um, you know? I think I wrote something down on my whiteboard. I'm going to walk over to my whiteboard. Give me one. So. <laughs> You know, Leslie's a hardcore artist because she's got a whiteboard. <laughs> no, it's a lesson I let to my mum. Well, actually, then again, mum's a designer, so that doesn't really set me off the hook with that one. Um, no, I think, yeah, yeah, that's what I – oh, yeah. So it was just what I was saying with the colour combinations. It was just re-being minded about that. Um, yeah, I think I've covered it really just with the whole um, also doing what you love and know. That's my big – reminder of something that I've learnt um in the industry so far and that applies to writing as well as illustrating that's something that I hear from all corners um so that's kind of that really aside from that I've learned how much I really love gouache because I'm sort of painting more with that than I am with watercolor which feels a bit strange because I really 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 love watercolor but gouache is really cool. So I'm enjoying that too. Good. It's good to experiment. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Lovely.
0: All right. Well that's pretty much us for this week. Yep. Um Yeah, we've (laughs) Episode three, a lesson on (laughs)
1: Guernica. Yeah, and I'll edit up that patchiness and hope it doesn't come through too much, guys. Between Yeah, we've been having some technical difficulties this week.
0: Which pretty much sums up my technical week. Anyway, that's why I'm friends with young, cool people like (laughs) Leslie. Yes, so much younger than you are. (laughs) So if you want to see Leslie's paintings and her drawings and ask us any questions even, um, we would love to hear from our listeners. We've had a couple of lovely bits of feedback already and just really... Warms the cockles of our heart. Totally, it, it weeds me out a little bit. that People <laughs> actually want to listen <laughs> to us having a chat with each <laughs> other. Totally, <laughs> but um, it's really nice. We've had some really lovely, positive feedback. So thanks, guys. Thank and, you. And um, yeah, any questions? We would love to know what you would like to know. Um, you can find me on Instagram at sarah Fiddler's or on Facebook at sarah fiddleaz writer. Mm-hmm. And Leslie, where can we find yeah,
1: you? Yeah, A. G. Doyle over on Instagram and Alessandra Doyle and Alessandra G. Doyle, sorry, on Facebook. Um, yeah, will pop up somehow.
0: We we'll also um, both have both on distinctive Sarah names, Fidulez. I have com. to say. So yeah, <laughs> you can't miss us. And Leslie is AlessandraDoyle.com. dot yeah, com.
1: that's us. All right. Well, till next week, guys. All right. Happy creating i've creating Happy finding time mothering i hope to hear some good news very soon
0: yeah, yeah. let's let's all cheer for baby pictures next week <laughs> Come
1: on. yeah 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 all right
0: all right okay See you next week guys Signing
1: bye